Thank you, Drew, for reading our scripture. Uh, there's something special about the scripture that he just read. If you notice, is the call the disciples to go out. At the very end of the verse there, he says, beginning at Jerusalem. But the key was it didn't stop there. Uh, within God's plan, within the plan from the beginning as they are sent out, they start in that place, Jerusalem. God's chosen people, the Jewish nation, and then they spread that message to the whole world. You can look at Mark chapter 16, verse, six, verse 15 and 16. It said, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. In our lesson tonight, it's not going to be your conventional lesson, but tonight we will be discussing the mission, the mission trip that just took place to Jamaica. So I'm going to go ahead and put on this so I can stand up front and see what's going on. Maybe. Let's see if it works. Can you still hear me? I think it's working. Is that right, everybody here? All right. Uh, we'll go ahead and start the, the PowerPoint and we'll get, we'll get started, but... This year we went to Jamaica. We had quite a group go. Uh, we actually had 20 people that went from this congregation uh, to Port Antonio, Jamaica. I've got a verse written there in Matthew chapter 28, uh, verse 18, where Jesus answered and says unto them, He says, All authority is given to me in heaven and in earth. And he goes on and he says, uh, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. And finally in the last verse it says, Teaching them to observe all things, whatsoever I have commanded you, even... To the end of the world. Now, one thing with this mission trip, gotta have it close to your mouth or it doesn't do much of anything. All right, one thing that my father has actually gone to Jamaica for approximately the last 12 years. Uh, and one thing he's tried to do is to go to the same area over and over again because of Matthew chapter 28 and verse 20. Not only do you want to go down and baptize, but not only do you want to teach, but you also want to make sure that you help to grow them after that point of getting started. So uh, recently he switched to Port Antonio. We went to the same congregation. Uh, I went to the Sandy Bay congregation about four times, and he went about three or four more times after that before swapping to Port Antonio. So one thing we want to do is not just go down there and drop a bunch of Bible on them and then run off and never see them again, but we are trying to develop relationships, being able to go back year after year and see that these people that we study with stick to it. We want to see that the gospel is more than just taught, but that it's lived. And I mean lived for years to come rather than just a one and done deal. Within many mission trips, with any... With Many things I've seen, oftentimes uh, it seems as though a lot of good is done and then when you get home it's forgotten and when you go back you started completely over with a whole other group. So uh, with our group that's one thing that dad has tried to do and we kind of plugged in on what he did and we took quite the group and had a great time. So we'll go ahead and get started. Starting out, Jamaica is an island of about 2.7 million souls. Um, you can find souls anywhere. You can fulfill the Great Commission here in Olive Branch, here in DeSoto County, wherever you live, in your community, Ingrams, Mills, Lewisburg, Cockrum, wherever you're at, you can fulfill uh, 
that gospel message within your area, but we have a job to go out and to teach the world. Uh, one thing I'm going to talk about over and over throughout this review tonight, as we, as we look at the, the trip that took place, I would encourage you to think about getting outside your comfort zone. There are many people that would say, I can't do that. Uh, you might feel as though you can't do that, but I don't believe that I could agree to that being the case. All right, we have a job to do as Christians. It starts out by the way we live, and it goes on from there in showing the world about the gospel. We went to Port Antonio, which if you look is right over here. We flew into Montego Bay the first day, and that's about as far as Danny and Trish went. Uh, it was a rough trip. The trip, the trip uh, had a lot of road bumps, uh, bumpy roads along the way, and it started out, we flew to Montego Bay, and then we drove all the way across here and then back through the woods through here and down to Port Antonio Bay. Uh, if you want to know about the driving or uh, the roads experience, the roads experience, that's funny. That's like a devil pun. Uh, you, can, you can ask some of the other members, but I'll just tell you I'm sure it's an adventure. All right, so it started out 4.30 a.m. on June 23rd. We had about 20 of us, unless you count Charlie, and that would be 21 or 20 and a half. Uh, we had 20 and a half of us take off for the Memphis airport, thanks to Raymond and Alita, who are not here tonight, but they took us by bus, and we made it to the Memphis airport, and Charlie dreamed about leaving. <laughs> she dreamed about leaving because we spent the next whole day hanging out in the Memphis airport. It's a really pretty airport from the outside, but once you've been inside for a certain amount of time, it's no longer a nice place to be. So Charlie was looking out the window and looking forward to getting out of there. So the first day started out with a lot of delays. We got there at approximately 5 o'clock, and I think at 8 o'clock that night, our plane finally took off which was kind of special because it was just our group. No one else was on the plane with us. It was just us. All right, so in the airport, we spent a lot of time. I want to point out Danny because we don't get very many pictures of him. Uh, we, we spent a lot of time in the airport. The kids were playing cards to start it out, and we're going to run through some of the fun stuff just to get to, get to the best part. We, we eventually get to Jamaica. We arrive there. We take our, our trip through the mountain and through the woods and around the curvy roads, and we get to the hotel. This is Sunday morning, right after we've driven half the night. We get to the hotel. We wake up the next morning, and everybody's got to be bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. These three did a great job. And excited to go worship with the brethren in Jamaica. So we've got a couple pictures of getting ready that morning. April was excited. And Jordan found out it's just as hard to tie a tie in Jamaica as it is in America. <laughs> as weird as that fact is, it's still difficult down there. Uh, one thing you'll notice about the Jamaicans, uh, although it is a very poor area, although the, the Jamaicans as a whole are far poorer than your average American, uh, all of them dress very nicely. Uh, that's, it's part of their culture. They're going to be dressed to the nines. So uh, we, try to, we try to match them and, and go and worship God together with them. This was a special morning because it rained. Uh, not everyone has necessarily the 
special things that we have. It's not quite as easy to go to church on a rainy day when you have a slick clay road and you have a no vehicle and, and you're walking. So they ended up actually delaying services, was, was delayed about two hours when we started there on Sunday morning. So it kind of worked out well for us just because we'd been up half the night. But uh, it was a slow start. And as you can see, this is when we first started services. We got the Jamaicans here. There's a few more over here. And then there's another row over here. But it was a slow start. There weren't many people to start with. And they filtered in as the day went on. Uh, that's also partly just their culture. Uh, when you start at 9 o'clock, by 9.30, expect most of them there. And probably by 10 o'clock, you'll actually get started. But, uh, but that's their culture. We had uh, many times my wife would express, well, can't we tell them, like, we're starting at 9? Well, you can tell them anything you want, but they will not be there on your schedule. They are not Americans. So... Uh, we started out that day, we didn't have, we had a really poor attendance for the very beginning and it, it progressed as the week went on, but, but we started there. This is the inside of the church building looking to the front. Uh, everybody's real proud of the air conditioners. Here it is right here, right here, right here. There's an open door here and here and here and here. Uh, there is no air conditioning. There is somewhat of a breeze. It was not that bad if you ask most of the people that went. Uh, but uh, you can see it's filled up a lot more now. The congregation that we worked with in Port Antonio is about 65 members. It's not huge or ginormous by any means, uh, but it is growing. Uh, they had, as many places, they had things that happened, and people got mad, I don't know, like five years ago, and that's when Dad started working with the congregation. Uh, and now he's able to go back and check on those that are converted. Uh, Anna and I had an opportunity to go with Dad up the hill to visit one of the members that was baptized approximately a year and a half ago. He goes, he's been going previously in January, so. Uh, but it was a great experience to get to know the brethren there. So, uh, right before we, we get into the best part, I figured we better throw in food. Food is a, a great part because it's different. Lauren is trying something that she thinks is delicious. By the looks of her face, it's actually coconut jelly. We cut open a coconut, and on the inside, there's something that... I call it kind of like yogurt, but uh, uh, Lauren didn't think so. So she's trying that right there. That was actually on our last day there. We tried coconut jelly, and she was super impressed. Okay, so every morning we had the, the Jamaican women. Uh, for instance, this, this woman right here owns a shop in Jamaica, and so she sells... There's a shop on every corner, so she sells her goodies and drinks and little chocolate candies and whatever to all the people that pass by. So while we were there, uh, this woman chose to take off to close her shop for the week so that she could come and fix dinner for the Americans. Uh, that's not something that she was paid for. That was something she chose to do. So when you understand that you've got already a poor society where they don't make a lot of money, uh, the... The minimum wage, which is very close to the average income in Jamaica, is around $300 or $400 American per month. Uh, so uh, she chose to close her shop down and to come and to cook. Uh, along with these other women, they chose to, to come and cook each day to support us in what we do uh, in door knocking and teaching the children and uh, doing what we can for the area. 
So right here, one thing they cooked for us, this is breadfruit. My wife loves bread, but she says it's not good for her, so this might be your alternative. This is breadfruit, which looks something like this. They cook it up on an open fire, they char it, and then they cut off the edges, and it turns out like this, and I think it's pretty good. It just depends on you. Uh, we have another dish here. Uh, every day at lunch, the, the women had come, and they actually fixed the dinners for us. This is the nastiest thing I've ever eaten in Jamaica. This is boiled green bananas. Uh, and I'm just telling you, they're terrible. I told everybody before we went, everybody tried it, and I don't think any, I heard anybody that said they were good. Even Geraldine said they weren't good, and she likes everything. All right, so you've got some of this. You've got some festival over here. There's rice, which you're going to get in absolutely every meal in Jamaica. It's just... Uh, part of the culture. We've got some fried plantains one day. Here's American fried chicken. Uh, oops, sorry, this is the festival. I don't know if it was last time, but I had a picture of something there. There's something over here. Maybe it's more breadfruit. That's what it is. It's breadfruit. All right. And last off, we got a salad, which is pretty standard, just a salad. You can figure that out. Uh, fish with scales on it. Ugh. Uh, Jordan Green is holding up something here that's a piece of cheese with, uh, with a bun. It's called a spice bun. It's something that's super cheap in Jamaica. You can buy it at every roadside stand. Uh, I wanted to make sure everybody tried it, and Jordan obviously tried too. Uh, so uh, we're glad that he got to, got to do it. So here's how it looks at the back of the church building. We had tables set up each day, and we were able to, to run through the line and, and try all the native and here's the four ladies that were helping that day uh, to cook dinner. All right, now we get into the best part. We get into the part where a lot of people had to do things that they weren't real comfortable with. Some people, it was their first time. Uh, one day, Drew Dye uh, led our Devo in the morning. We start out, we study together. In the morning each day, we would get to the church building. We're going to study about God. We're going to sing together, and we're going to have a prayer before we go out into the community. And so this is that morning that, that Drew led it. We actually had uh, a bunch of members step up in ways in which they're not used to, and that's probably everybody on our trip. Uh, one thing about Jamaica that I tried to tell before we went was be ready for anything. All right, There were a lot of things that we prepared for. And none of the things that we prepared for, for came to be. Uh, basically, everything we prepared for, we changed into something else that we didn't prepare for. Uh, everything changes in a moment. It changes on a dime. So what you expected and what you get are always different. And I tried to explain that before we went, but you just really don't understand until you go. So we had Drew Dye let us in study, uh, devotional one morning. Carrie Dye led us in devotional one morning. It was a great, uh, a great study. He talked about the hub starting in Memphis, FedEx. Many of you can understand that Memphis is the hub. We talk about it as something, and then we see that Christ is the hub of our lives, and we as individuals go out into the world. It was a great lesson, uh, and I appreciate, appreciate what he did. Also, we had Jody Dunning, who spoke about a lighthouse, which you will see in just a little bit. Uh, obviously, lighthouses are super important. Without it, how would a ship make the harbor in the storm? And then Jody talks about us, obviously, as the light that we are, what we can do. So I'll show you that lighthouse in just a little bit.
Although this town is called Port Antonio, that might give you the impression that it's a tourist area. And to a point, you will be correct, because once upon a time it was. Uh, however, the, the, the ocean has filled in underneath, and the port is unable to be reached by the big ships, so therefore, it's more or less just a name. Not very often do they see uh, cruise ships anymore. Basically, it has to be a real small ship if they're going to port here because of the depth of the sea. All right, so we had Jody teaching Devo. I believe that was either Monday or Tuesday. It was right away when we first got there. And Ben also did a Devo one day. But not only did we have the men's classes, but we also separated Monday through Wednesday night. We had a gospel meeting. Uh, we had one night where we had a Jamaican preacher in and were able to see the heart, the fervor within their spirit, the excitement that they have when they preach. Uh, I'm not saying Mike's not excited. I'm just telling you, until you go to Jamaica and you see a Jamaican preach, it's not, it's not the same. Uh, on Thursday night, we got together and we had mixed Bible studies. I mean, se separate Bible studies. We had men's Bible studies and women's Bible studies. Uh, Geraldine actually spoke uh, on Thursday night along with my lovely wife, Anna. Uh, and there were a couple others. Here's a picture of a vet teaching through the week. This was not something that we knew was going to happen until we get there on Monday morning, and they're like, uh, hey, would you go to the classes? They're ready for you in like 10 minutes. And so we're like, yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> and so we had a bunch of ladies step up, uh, step up to help uh, get everything together, to help teach. Uh, I believe every person on the trip helped, every woman helped in one way or another in teaching the kids. So this is a picture of the classes. I have lots of pictures, but I didn't show them all just for time's sake. April Dunning's teaching here in her classroom. Uh, and then Sudai and Lauren and Brooke and uh, Georgia had kind of a tag team throughout the week. I know Brooke did Monday, and I believe this was later in the week. Uh, in the auditorium, they had a couple of the groups mixed together. So uh, it was a great thing to be able to, to teach God's Word in school. This is actually a school. It's a private school. Uh, they're in Jamaica. The Jamaicans come, and they gave, they gave the ladies basically the morning. So somewhere from around 9.30 or 10 to 12 o'clock. And remember, on Monday, this was unannounced, so they had to get their stuff together real quick. But I know they did a great job, and the kids loved them, so uh, it was a great thing. So here they are uh, singing with the kids uh, one of the days, I don't know when. Uh, one other thing that takes place is personal Bible studies. Here we have Carrie Dye that's meeting with uh, one, of the, one of the men there. Uh, he came to the church building. He'd wanted to study, so uh, pretty quick after we got there, we set Carrie on it. Uh, there's another one in just a minute or two uh, where Jody's doing an individual study with one of the women there. I believe J Jody and Jordan worked together on it. Uh, but we had a little booklet that we can study from. I encourage you to not think that you have to know everything to go out into the world and to study with people. Uh, I, for one, can tell you that I don't know everything. I believe that Carrie or Jody or Sue or April or Jordan or any of the kids would tell you the same. However, 
if you take a little booklet or if you open the Bible and study from it, God's truth can shine through. Uh, I believe it's easier with the booklet because you can look from different pieces, but it's a great thing. You can open your Bible and study from any portion and you can learn and treat, teach the truth of the gospel. So uh, Carrie was sitting and studying with him and I, I know I saw this one time when I walked into the building and when I came back he was still studying. I have no idea how long the study went on, but uh, we know that God's word was taught. All right, here's Jody Dunning. We've got Jordan and then this special lady right here who is a wife of one of the members. Uh, Carson told us pretty quickly after we got to Jamaica that uh, he wanted us to visit with this lady. Uh, she had been considering, considering becoming a member of the church and we wanted to study with her. And he wanted us to study with her, make sure she understands what it is and understands the importance of it. Which brings us to the best part of the trip. This is her being baptized into Christ. Uh, this is Brother Carson Daly. This is their uh, preacher in Jamaica. And this is our new sister in Christ right after she was baptized. Got her coming up out, up out of the water. So this is, this pool is actually at the hotel where we stayed. And we went there uh, to baptize her. So it was a great thing. And following it, we all get together and we hug and we love and we sing uh, a pretty special thing there. Uh, within it, they have a happy song at the end of every baptism that I've ever been to. And I know that a lot of people went to Jamaica, so you've got to learn it too. But every baptism I've ever been to, they sing it. And it's a very simple song, and you'll catch on real quick. So it goes like this. Born of the water, the Spirit, and the blood, thank God I'm born again. Born of the water, the Spirit, and the blood, thank God I'm born again. Born, born, born again, thank God I'm born again. Born, born, born again, thank God I'm born again. Born of the water, the Spirit, and the blood, thank God I'm born again. Born of the water, the Spirit, and the blood, thank God I'm born again. Born, born, born again, thank God I'm born again. Born, born, born again, thank God I'm born again. If a Jamaican was here, they would say, how you born? Uh, they always say it when they're, when they're singing uh, in between the verses. But it's a great song. Uh, it's a great point. If you look at John chapter 3, you see the, the new birth, the rebirth, or the, the birth of a Christian into Christ. So each day we had the men from the beginning going out into the community. Here they're leaving and heading out. I didn't get very many pictures of this group because I wasn't with them. But I got this one because they're leaving the church building. This is Brent. He's one of the Jamaican members. Uh, he's actually a police officer down there, and he... He took time each time he was off work to come and to be with us, and uh, it was a great opportunity to be with him. All right, so here we are. This is, this is my group. Uh, this is Paulette right here. We were studying with a great woman uh, who I expect to be a Christian in the future, although it didn't happen while we were there. And in the back, this is, I think it's Sabrina. My wife will correct me if it's Jasmine, but it's one of the two, and we had a study with her as well. Uh, but people in Jamaica are much more eager to sit down, if you ask, than they are in America. Uh, here's one of the gospel meeting nights. You can see everybody gathered. Uh, as we, we had services that evening, 
One thing we try to do is fellowship, not only with the Jamaicans, but we do want to fellowship a little bit with ourselves. This is again Sunday morning, leaving, getting ready to go fellowship with them. Uh, here's the meeting of the church together. And I believe this is the night that we had the Jamaican. Nope, that's, that's during the day. That's got to be Carson. Uh, that must be Sunday morning. Uh, Georgia and a few others had some killer games of Simon Says. And it looks like that's what's going on. And I had to squeeze this one in just because of that cute little lady right there. <laughs> All right. Uh, this is Orin, or Orain, or as we call him, Poochie. Poochie is actually planning to come to America in February to visit. Uh, he was a great person. He loved Charlie. She wouldn't ever let him hold him, but she fell asleep in my arms, and so we passed her, and we took a picture of her. Uh, He's a great person. He's a great asset to the church. He helps leading songs. He helps uh, in many ways. He's actually a physical therapist. He works with the Jamaican soccer team. So he's got a great job in Jamaica. Uh, and we're, we're hopeful that he's able to come if he's issued a visa in February to visit. So you should be able to meet him. Uh, here we are meeting for our morning Devo. I didn't get many pictures of Debbie, so here she is. All right. Uh, this is meeting at the very end. We got together at the end. This is the church and the Americans. They might refer to us as whiteies. But uh, uh, this is all of us together. Uh, we took a group picture before we left. And I assure you that there is love within the mix before it is over. We actually got together and sang a common love as a group. And then we took our picture. And I believe every person that went on the trip would tell you that they grew from it. All right, the last day we had fun. This is the, uh, this is the lighthouse that uh, Jody actually spoke to us about on Monday or Tuesday, so we made it a point to go and visit it Friday. And so there they are on the way. No, don't forget Debbie. All right, here we go. <laughs> She's going to kill me later. All right, so Carrie Dye obviously having fun. That's in the hotel or at the lobby. Uh, the kids out there, that's just beyond the, just beyond the lighthouse and... Sometime they got in the ocean. This boy right here is named Malik. He's one of the members' sons, and he actually spent the entire week with us. He went door knocking. He went everywhere. Everything we did, he did. He's about 18 years old. He's in college. Uh, I talked a little bit about comfort zones. Uh, within, uh, within the Americans, I believe all of us would say that we stepped outside of our comfort zone. We did things that we didn't feel quite so strongly about we can do this. Uh, so while we were there, on the last day or the second to last day, Malik, uh, the Jamaican boy, uh, we had him get up and lead songs for our morning Devo. That was something he'd never done. And we could point out to him that we did a lot of things that we'd never done when we went there. And so hopefully in the future he'll be a greater worker and a greater asset for the church there. Uh, I know that our kids, especially Wes, Enjoyed their times with it. Nah, all the kids enjoyed it, but Wes looked pretty excited. Uh, Anna took this picture, and it's her favorite picture on the trip. This is the average Jamaican house, if I was to say. Uh, you've got your tin roof, you've got a brick fence, and you've got a gate in the front. Uh, everybody keeps everything locked up. In fact, Carson's house, somebody came in and stole tin that actually belonged to the, the school there, which is just across the fence. It's all part of his house. Uh, but they rent it out to the school to make, make ends meet, in out, rent out part of it. 
And so somebody came in and stole some of the tin while we were there, even though they had to climb over a fence and drag it over the, the concrete fence. It's just uh, something that happens. Uh, the policeman, Brent, who I showed earlier, actually said, he said, jungle justice will take care of it later, which means you get in trouble when you get, get outside of town and not by the policeman. All right. Uh, this is part of, the, part of the culture. A lot of people work with their hands. He's making something here. I don't know what it is, a turtle or a face or something, but he's, he's hand carving something, and he'd love to sell it to you if you'd just ask. Actually, he's going to ask, so don't worry about it. Uh, there's goats everywhere. Uh, that we took a picture of this goat, and I had to include it because everywhere you go in Jamaica, there's a goat. They're on the side of the road. They're on the houses. They're everywhere you go. Uh, a lot of times they run free. They're not like they're kept anywhere. They just run free. They belong to somebody, but they're wherever they want to be. One day, one night, we went fishing. This is probably about midnight. Uh, Jordan was the only one of us, the Americans, that caught a fish. Carrie Dye almost caught a crab, but it got off. Well, really, it just took his fishing pole, which is right here. Uh, a fishing pole is a water bottle or a pop bottle or a piece of PVC pipe. It's got a fishing line wrapped around it, and you fish with it. And Jordan got really good at it, so if you want to learn how, just ask him. Uh, this is the last day we had, we had our fun day to go check out Jamaica. This is actually Reach Falls. Uh, this is an area where you could jump off a cliff over here, and I won't tell you who did, but you can look it up on YouTube. Just look up Jared Rhodes 07 and watch, and there's some really special videos. Uh, but here's our group. We've got a few of the Jamaicans went with us. This is uh, the Carson Daly's wife, and Carson's around here somewhere. There he is, uh, and his family and a few others. But uh, we were glad to spend more time with them. Now, we started with a picture in front of the vans here right outside the building on that Friday morning about 4.30. And so we finished. This is right outside Burger King. Yes, just an American Burger King. Uh, we took a picture to group together. You might notice in this picture there is no Danny and there is no Trish. Uh, before that, we were very, for that reason, we were very sad. Uh, I've never seen something like it happen, but it just so happened that they weren't allowed in uh, because of some misunderstandings on uh, how it works. But we messed up, and I guess we had to make the best of it. But we missed we missed Danny and Trish very much, and uh, we love them for jumping in on the t jumping in with the team. And we're really sad that it didn't work out, and maybe, maybe one day in the future. But this is our group, just heading back, heading back to the airport. This is just a couple hours before we flew out. So we had a great trip. There's a lot of good things that happened. When I think about, when I think about the time in Jamaica, I really think about doing things that I'm not comfortable with. When I think about that, I think about Matthew chapter four, verse 19, when Jesus talks to just a few old fishermen, just some good old country boys. You might say good old country boys from Mississippi. Maybe that's what you are. A good old city boy from Olive Branch, if that's what you think you are. Whatever you are, Jesus goes to some plain old fishermen. He says, come after me, he says, and I will make you fishers of men. Does a little bit of a play on words because they're fishermen, but he makes them something better. Jesus can make you a fisher of men. If you're willing to work, if you're willing to do what, what you can in this community, wherever you are, wherever you, wherever you are at in the world, you can do a lot of good. 
When Jesus called them, he had a purpose. When you were baptized into Christ, you get that same purpose. To go out and to teach the world. In Joshua chapter 1 and verse 9 says, Even I have commanded you, he said, Be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid. Because the Lord is with you wherever you go. You've got an opportunity wherever you live, whatever you're doing, whatever age you are in your life, you've got an opportunity to shine your light, to spread the good news to the world around you. James chapter 1 and verse 22, it says, But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. Be people that are teaching. Be people that are lights. Be people that are encouraging and going forward for the good of the church. When Jesus left this earth and he gives the disciples the great commission, there was a purpose. The purpose was that the world could be changed by this great light. Jesus says that he is that light. Jesus is the light that can take away all darkness. And that's where sin comes in because that's what sin is. The question is, are we willing to change our lives for what is right? So when you think about what we did, my favorite passage in Scripture talking about the gospel is 1 Corinthians 15. While we were there, our sole purpose was to teach a soul-saving message. In 1 Corinthians 15, it says, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel. That's what we teach. Which I preach to you, which also you received, and in which you stand. He goes on to say in verse 2, By which also you are saved. That's the only way you can be saved. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. It says, by which you are saved, in verse 2. If you hold fast the word which I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. Then he goes on to say in verse 3, For I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also received, that Christ died according to the Scriptures, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures. He was buried and he rose again the third day. The question is, are we willing to die to sin, put sin out of our life? Are we willing to be buried in the water and to come up a new person, willing to live for Christ, being a new, a new creature. <laughs> if you haven't given your life to Christ, don't let another day go by. Behold, today is the accepted time. Today is the day of salvation. Just like we saw that Jamaican person who was baptized into Christ, it can happen here the same way. If you're willing to give your life to Christ, please come as we stand and sing.